welcome to Wine Road, the wine, when, and where of Northern Sonoma County. I'm your host, Marcy Gordon, with Beth Costa, Executive Director of the Wine Road. Today's show is sponsored by Ron Rubin Winery. Without their financial support, we would not be here recording today. They've come to our rescue and are sponsoring our podcast for the entire year. We encourage you to get to know them. Check out their website by visiting ronrubinwinery.com. Welcome to episode 134 of Wine Road Podcast. And before I introduce our guest, Bethy Beth has a little bit to say. I just thought it would be good to let everyone know that we are going forward with our wine and food affair, November 5th, 6th, and 7th. So you should log on to wineroad.com for tickets and the details. And the thing is, uh, this year, this event is by reservation only at every winery. So tickets are limited because there's only seats at each winery. So, um, you know, it will sell out. So again, check it out, wineroad.com. Look for the Wine and Food Affair link, and that's the scoop. Great. So now we're excited because we get to have start drinking some wine. Bring on our guest. All right. <laughs> so we're really happy today to have Stacy Raffinelli from Raffinelli Winery with us. Welcome, Stacy. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. And, yeah. and I'm excited because we're going to start our morning with some uh, 2019 Raffinelli's in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that the is Zinfandel is, is definitely what we're known for. So um, today we have um, the 2019 Zin. It's, it's a, you know, the Zinfandel is what we're known for. It's our flagship wine. Uh, it's a young one. It's only about four and a half months in the bottle, but it's very classic of our style. Um, we hand pick, we manual punch down, age in French oak for 18 months, blend in a little bit of petite Syrah. Um, this particular vintage, um, it is... It kind of has some fresh raspberries up top, cherries, little hints of cinnamon, and then a, a nice little playful zing. But um, I think that's from the Petite Syrah a little bit. Um, softness on the palate, rounded tannins, very classic of our style. Our fruit comes from six different locations in the valley, giving it levels of complexity. We get a nice solid base there with a vibrant fruit on top. So it's truly representative of Dry Creek Valley because the grapes come from all over the valley, north, south, uplands, benchlands. So we really meld all in one glass. We don't do any vineyard designates, so we feel like these groups, these grapes <laughs> work best all together, um, and it just brings a complexity to each glass that's really nice. I, I know, and it's so it's so dynamic. I think that's what makes your Zinfandel in particular, it is like a snapshot of the valley in the glass. Yes, it's, yes. It's wonderful. We, we get the question all the time, why don't you do vineyard designates? But it just, it works. So we, we keep doing it. Until our customers tell us otherwise, we'll just keep doing it the same style. And it's easier. One label, one bottling. <laughs> <laughs> Be real. She's going to cut to the chase. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so are they all Raffinelli vineyards or do you buy fruit from other growers out in Dry Creek? No. Or? We do um, we do a few small lots. Um, we purchase a few small lots from other growers, but we've been doing um, we've been having those relationships for for years, and we have management control over those vineyards. Um, we actually, gosh, I think we take um, out of all our vineyard sites, there's eleven different lots that we separate into, and all those lots in our cellar stay in their particular lot until the blending process. But yeah. So this winery, uh, Raffinelli Vineyards, was started by your parents, Dave and Patty Raffinelli, correct? No. No. So um, my great No wine for you, Beth. I know. <laughs> I'll just sit over here and drink. Let's hear the story. <laughs> um, 
they really did catapult it into what it is today, but okay. um, it, it originated from my, what a lot of people don't know, my great-grandmother, Letizia. She's the one that came over from Italy from a winemaking family. In Italy, it's very well known that the business traditionally is to be handed down to the boys in the family. Well, she didn't like that, so <laughs> she she convinced one of her brothers to escort her over from Ellis Island, and then from Ellis Island to San Francisco. We don't really know all her stories. She didn't journal, but she did. By she came by rail cart. Wow. Um, and then she met my great grandfather, who had immigrated over here. At the same time, she was working in a cigar factory. He had a construction company, and this is, you know, right around the, the big earthquake. Mm-hmm. And they started their life together in, in North Beach, and she would buy grapes from farmers that would come in the city. And so eventually she wanted to know where those grapes came from, and she ventured out, and she came upon Hillsburg. And the oh original winery, yeah, the original winery is where the Hillsburg High School is today. Okay. So, um, you know, it was a barn. They had animals. They you know, did wine, they grew grapes, and then through prohibition, they never stopped growing grapes. You know, they did a little bootlegging. That's how they well, got it's, through. you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and I think that's it's, it's a great testament to where we are today because um, had they stopped, you know, growing grapes, we would have had to start all over. Mm-hmm. They were ready to roll right when prohibition right. ended. They they were able to sell by the jug and the barrel and, and just individuals. Um, and then my grandfather, they had three children. My grandfather really had the passion for farming. He took it over. They, when hit, when the city of Hillsburg wanted to expand and, and buy the property for the high school, they moved out into Dry Creek where we are today. And my grandfather, who's a great man, he's very laid back. You know, you'd start with a tasting in the, in the barn and then end up on his porch with a highball at the end of your time. <laughs> I so, miss those um, days. <laughs> yeah, he's just, he's really great. And, um, and then, you know, I spent many, my sister and I, we spent many afternoons here while my, my, my parents were trying to build up the business when they came involved. And, um, so my dad came in, he came in, you know, straight out of Davis had this, you know, all these new new stuff going on in the world, Paris tastings, and really excited, brought that um, energy and really grew the winery to what it is because we haven't grown in production really since, like, early 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my – and he was really ready to say, I'm going to have to hire some help because I have three daughters. You know, they're oh, probably not going to go into my farm, heavens. You know? <laughs> I know. But your grandmother was like this single-minded right. woman. Yeah. She was like oh, such a role model. The catalyst. We always tease him. We said it was started by a woman. Yeah. And, you know, went through a couple of men. Now it's back. Step to aside, Dad. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so my sister went to Cal Poly with the whole notion she was going to do ag business and then really took to winemaking and then came back started winemaking with my dad, taking some classes at Davis while she worked here. And she's been, gosh, winemaker on her own since like 2000. And not a lot that's of people know that. That's a long still... time. Yeah, it is. And and she's the one that's responsible for bringing the Merlot into our program. And um, she's a pretty amazing winemaker. And, you know, she's a pretty good sister, too. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. And so she's doing the winemaking, and then you went away to school, and I don't think you planned on coming back, but you did. No, I was in Southern California, went uh, through college, law school, moved back here with the intention of just staying here and um, studying for my bar exam and then moving back to Southern California. Um, I passed, didn't expect to pass. and Yay, the toughest bar in the state. Right, and then we're in the country. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it was tough. I never want to do that test again. No. Um, 
and then actually started working in civil litigation under uh, um, John Holdridge. Oh, nice. So Holdridge was, Wines. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So um, did a little bit of law and um, realized that was not my calling in civil litigation. And, um, you know, my sister and I talked and we said, let's give it a chance. And probably in my head, I was like, maybe a year, you know, two sisters working together, your older sister being your boss. Mm, and, and they're bossy already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here we are 15 years later. And um, I do everything from taking care of our A-list, restaurant accounts in California, distributors, um, to scrubbing tanks. <laughs> That's the thing. You know, what's up with the, uh, the family winery situation, you know, everything has to be done. Somebody has to do it. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for the next six weeks, I um, I basically become my sister's assistant and I run the whole crush pad and get in there, do some punch downs with her and, you know, a lot of sister bonding time at this time of year. <laughs> that's, that's cool. I really didn't realize um, that's, that uh, Shelly had been the winemaker for that long when you were started talking. I'm thinking, yeah, she's probably been doing that for about 10 years, but wow. Dramatic. That's what a lot of our, our um, guests don't realize. I mean, because everything in the 90s, it was just, you know, the way the valley blew up in the wine industry. So it was a lot of focus on my dad. Yeah. And then um, she silently slid in there. And my dad was super happy to have her back because his he would rather be out in the vineyards than be in the winery. Right. So he was happy to hand that off when he was confident that she could take over. Right. And he's still out out gardening every day, and you know we he can ride every you know run every equipment. So we're about to abuse him for the next you know <laughs> six eight weeks. <laughs> so I have a question: the A uh-huh. in A Raffinelli. Who's the A? My great grandfather Alberto. Oh, Alberto. Because, right, because back then you weren't going to put a woman's initial. On I was going to say that ought to be an L. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, we'll get a. We'll get a Sharpie and correct it. <laughs> yeah. But it does work when we're listed in, you know. Yeah, there you go. It actually rolls off the tongue better than El Raffanel. Yeah. Hey, Raffanel. Hey, Raffanel. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Well, if my dad was smart, he would have, like, named us all with an A and hoped that one of us <laughs> Right, <would be>. exactly. <laughs> yeah. All A's. You plan that ahead. Oh, I've right. always been very attracted to this label because I love that kind of the woodcut of the vines <clears throat> on the side of the label. I, I, it's just such such character. I love that. And my grandmother designed that one. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That is awesome. I mean, the women really run this business. Yeah, I was just going <laughs> to say. I think so. It just has that quintessential Italian look. On with yeah. the grapes and the R and really nice. Yeah, it seems timeless. Yeah, it really does. Timeless. So you definitely um, can pick it out on any shelf. Yes, you can. <laughs> I know I had to pick it out of my little wine cellar at home last night, and I thought, oh, I'll find it because I put it someplace where my husband won't see it. <laughs> <laughs> but he still has stash. not learned what he can and can't open. <laughs> I just put post-it notes on oh things like don't like back up. Don't I need to have like a little don't electric touch. shock. <laughs> Oops, not oh. that one. <laughs> oh well, he's a slow learner. I know. For my husband, I just turn him the other way so he can't see can't with the, see. the foils. Yeah. <laughs> So at this point in time, uh, is the taste room open daily if people are in the area? Is it, uh, and I assume like everyone, it's reservation only? Yes, we've always been by appointment only, mm-hmm. um, which used to be one of the more unique things right. out here in Drive <laughs> yeah. but now it's, it's, you know, that's everything, everywhere. Mandatory. Um, so we are, um, you know, when the pandemic hit, um, when 
first, the real first shelter in place went in effect. We had just started our release. Um, So, you know, it was a shock. We went from, you know, having a month of visiting with our loyal customers and doing parking lot pickups, um, you know, and we look forward. That's our thing is catching up with each of our customers. Well, sure, you're connected. Yeah, so, um, you know, we went through that whole swing of things of, oh, wait, parking lot pickups, you know, one-hour outside tastings, the whole gamut. But now we're we're kind of back inside. Um, we do one-on-one appointments. We book every hour, um, sometimes every half hour, and we follow the protocols of the restaurant. Right. So, you know, you wear your mask, you sit down, you can take off your mask, taste. Um, we are only closed on Tuesdays. But going into September and October, because we are family-run and we do have to pull from our tasting staff sometimes to help sort grapes, um, we only book in advance from 12 o'clock to 4 o'clock. Um, and then we're on a day-to-day basis whether we can open up the mornings, depending if we're crushing. I love that the taste room staff has to get out there and sort grapes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of one of the things we always ask. We're like, so how how versatile are you? Yeah, you know, how, <laughs> right. how much in this do you really want to be? <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, we also, you know, we, you know, talking about the pandemic and stuff, we have dipped our toe into areas we've never done, like virtual wine tastings, like everybody mm-hmm. else. We've kept ours very intimate. We even pulled in my mom to do. Um, cooking part. Sam Patty could be cooking, yes. Yeah, she did her secret spaghetti sauce, which she still didn't give us the recipe, so (laughs) left a couple of our viewers like, well, what's the recipe? Truly secret. Yeah, it was fun. That is hysterical. It was a lot of fun. My grandmother used to give out recipes, and she'd leave out, like, some major ingredient (laughs) so that you could never recreate it. Like, it's so close. It doesn't tastes quite the same yeah that's the secret don't give all the right ingredients i know my mom is such a great cook but she has you know my older sister and i we don't cook our husbands oh do my all the god cooking. oh well that's so nice. she has all these recipes and right. you know she's gonna have to hand them down to them or you know maybe uh, or your kids know. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love it this is just an exciting time of year you know um it is people when they come to the area you can just really feel the energy it's super fun i love being out here this time of year um, what, like, you know, you grew up here, you grew up in Healdsburg, you grew up on Dry Creek. So when you have, uh, visitors that come to the area, are there some things that you think are just not missed that, that people should be, whether it's, you know, restaurants or whether it's sightseeing or, you know, what are some can't miss things? Oh, well, if, if I have a big foodie in town, we are, we're pretty much doing our day. We're doing, you know, maybe lunch at Campo Fina and then Dry Creek Kitchen for happy hour, dinner at Villette, uh, dessert at Noble Folk. I mean, we'll, we'll oh my God. all in. Really? <laughs> I have to go on a diet for like a whole month. Um, but then if I get a nature person, which honestly, a lot of my friends are from Southern California. I don't get a lot of nature people. Um, <laughs> you know, I try to talk them into going out to Bodega Bay because it's such a different coastline. Yes. Than, you know, down south or, yeah. you know. So dynamic. Um, and then, of course, you know, if, if I get the shoppers in town, we're not leaving the plaza. The plaza's, you know, you can <laughs> just hang out there all day. And then, you know, pick your wine, whatever you're in, you know. If you're into Pinots, we're going to Russian River and, you know, have your pick of Arista or wherever. I know it is. um, I do sort of take for granted where we live. And usually, oftentimes, I host journalists from out of the area. So I have, you know, two or three days of uh, doing a press tour hosting. And that's really the one time that I realized, oh, my God, like, I actually live here. (laughs) Yeah, right. It's, It's like so fun to be a tourist. It is. Yeah. 
And it's funny how I guess that's like people who live in New York. They only go, to, you know, to the sites when they have yeah have visitors. visitors but in town. it's like now. I mean, the last time I went did the whole Redwoods and the whole trip is because we had friends from out of town, and right. we, you know, and you eat all the good stuff and you do all the good things, and so it's good to <laughs> eat have all the visitors. good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I know I always come home and you know after a friend leaves and and say, oh, we got to go back and eat out and right. do this, and then you know then life happens. You just don't. And, you know, yeah. No, you're at the grocery store a, and doing laundry. <laughs> yeah, I have a five year old and right. two dogs and. And a husband. <laughs> Damn them all. <laughs> oh, well. Okay. So I'm still enjoying the wine of the day because nothing like Zinfandel in the morning. But know, um, it opens up beautifully. It definitely does. So, Marcy, do you have a, a book or an I, item that I do. you want to tell us about? I have a book today. And this is um, it's a really great book. This is from a woman named Sarita Chaves. And she runs a podcast called The Swirl Sweet Podcast with four friends of mine as well, um, Tanisha, Leslie, and Glennis. And they kind of offer the black perspective on wine. Mm-hmm. And she just did this very cool book. It's called Vine Me Up. That's her website and that's her um, like Instagram. And it's an activity book celebrating the melanated wine enthusiast. It has all these great games and puzzles. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> and it helps you learn about um, black winemakers. And mm-hmm. I, I just think this is fabulous. It's really well done. And it's fun. And you learn a lot. And she uh, published this book. And I just wanted to say, wow, this is so cool. It looks super cool. Actually, that is a book that you probably are going to have to give to me. That I, looks cool. I'm going to have to buy another copy. But yeah, that yeah. Is no, I will. And you'll, you will love this. Cool. There's coloring. There's yeah. word puzzles. But you learn so much. You learn it's as you it's go. not just you know mindless activities. It's really thoughtful and um, it's very relaxing mm-hmm. too. And if you love wine, you are going to love this book. And also shout out, check out their podcast, The Swirl Suite. Really great show too. Swirl Suite. Nice. Yeah. So that's my book of the day. Vine me up. I'll put a link in the show notes how to get this, and I will give this to you. Thank you. And I will buy myself another one. Yeah. Looks like something I can handle. Um, so anything else, uh, Stacy, that you want to tell our listeners about, about coming to visit or anything else that's new? Or do you have um, anything? You wouldn't have a new release coming out. No, I'm trying to think where we are this time of year. Because I, I don't know what month it even is, actually. <laughs> like, what, I, what year I is mean, it? I honestly think if, if you have the chance to visit, it's the best time of year to visit because... You know, our tasting staff will let you peek in the fermenting room. And, yeah, <clears throat> that's a me, treat. And we, we, yeah, and we and you just learn a lot more than an average other time of the year. I don't know if that's what you would call it, but any you know, coming in January versus the middle of harvest, it's just a night and day experience. No, yeah, you definitely see the whole process. Just what's the going on? Scent and the smell of it all is fabulous. I know. So, um, Stacy had mentioned to me before we started recording that if listeners show up during the month of October. And call ahead and make an appointment and mention uh, the Wine Road podcast that they could have complimentary tasting for two. So I would uh, book a plane and <laughs> book a plick. <laughs> book a plane. They're cheaper than planes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a quicker. It's like a jet. Of course, you have to sit so outside. Like a plane jet. I don't know. Okay, she gives me such a hard time. I guess then Zinfandel in the morning is not my not my best <laughs> foot forward. <laughs> uh, but it's a happy foot forward. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, Anything else? 
I don't think so, but I will put in the show notes. Uh, Stacy, the best way to reach Raffinelli on the website? No, we're old school by telephone. Wow. <laughs> I know that always cracks that me up. That is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we try to get every phone call. You know, we miss a few, but we always return the phone calls. So, um, yeah, our website will list the the phone number. It is, um, do you want me to give it to you? Yes. Sure. Or is no, that a secret ingredient? No. Seven zero seven four three three one three eight five. And yeah, we're we're very old fashioned, so we we like to talk to you and pick up the phone and and get all your details. That is excellent. I know. I love that. True tradition. Talking to people. Wow. <laughs> so like cool. A nice change of pace. All right. So call. You can call. If you have to go to the website, you can get the phone number there. But we will put that <laughs> in the show notes. And we'll put a link to the Wine Road website where you can check out what's going on before you come. I'll put a link to the Vine Me Up activity book. Also, Sarita has a great Instagram, Vine Me Up, where she cooks. Oh, Very cool. cool. Yeah. It's very tasty so, stuff. So um, I always think of something else. Do you have any other, I guess it's harvest and you're just going to be too busy. Do you have any virtual tastings scheduled at this point or is that like uh, too busy? Harvest. Too busy. Yeah. Okay. We um, we don't have anything on the books for the next two months. We, okay. You know, my yeah, unless I do a virtual, you know, I'm going to get a candid picture of my sister or video when she's not right. looking. Right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I think um, the last thing that I did want to mention is that uh, we do have this great sponsor for our podcast, Ron Rubin Winery. And I hope that uh, if you go to the website and you can uh, click on the link that is called Trained for si- Saving Lives. So Ron has really made it his mission to get a Zoll defibrillator into the hands of every winery in Sonoma County. So he's partnered with Zoll and the American Red Cross for that program. I think it's mind-blowing that at this point he's provided nearly 300 wineries with this defibrillator and 1,300 winery employees have been trained in this life-saving program. So I just think it's one more way that um, he personally is giving back to the community. If you want the whole story, go to ronrubinwinery.com. And that's it. That's my two cents for the day. Excellent. That's almost a quarter's worth. I know. And then I could, and now I have some Zinfandel. <laughs> yeah. And thanks for those Zinfandel, Stacy. This is fabulous. Thank you for having me. This has been great. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. I'm like, oh, I got Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thanks again. And once again, everything will be in the show notes and we'll see you on the wine road. Have a great harvest there. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You guys have a great day. Okay. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.